Hello, everybody. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number 446, January 8th, 2023. And on this day, he joked. And on this day, he joked. Why did I say that? Because it's my stand-up comedy anniversary, January 8th. Now, what was the year? The year was 1986. And what was my age? My age was 17. I had just turned 17. I was still more 17 than 18. Ooh. And I looked a lot younger than I actually was. Ooh. So everybody thought I was a little kid coming in there. You know, they thought I was a couple of years younger. Right? Have you ever had the opportunity to do the thing you've always wanted to do? Hmm? Do you know what that feels like? I remember what it felt like to walk on that stage for the first time. It was a Wednesday night. I was number 16, but, but I wasn't the 16th person to go on stage. There was a bunch of other people, you know, more established comics that would pop in and do a couple minutes in front of the crowd. Oh, I did not know that at the time. But I, I thought when you were 16, you were number 16, you were going 16th, not 30th <laughs> or whatever the number was. That was when I found out what getting bumped was is when a more established comic or a comic that works weekends comes in and they get to work out on stage and as an open micer you get five minutes but they're not open micers they don't get five minutes they get 10 minutes so if five people go on and you get bumped five times or there's five bumps before you get on that five bumps is not a few minutes it's 50 minutes or so another hour Ooh, and that's if the person gets off stage when they're supposed to which sometimes they don't do so that 50 minutes can turn into 75 minutes and that 16th can turn from going on at 9 50 or 10 o'clock to 12 30 or whatever and i remember it and I remember walking on the stage for the first time. Have you ever had an opportunity to do the thing you've always wanted to do? Have you ever? I'm going to stop here for a minute. Because I know there's something that you want to do or something that you wanted to do with your life. And here's the thing. You may not know if it's right for you. Or you may have several different skills and not know which one to pick. And I've been in that situation. I have a lot of things I do very, very well, but only a few things I really want to do. One of them is this, even though this didn't exist at the time. <laughs> Neither did the Internet. <laughs> yeah, I'm that old. <laughs> Shut up, punks. Back to me. But back then, I always wanted to make people laugh. And I know there's something you want to do. It's probably that stand-up comedy or podcasting. It's probably something else. Maybe you like to sing, and maybe you sing pretty good. Maybe you like to dance, and maybe you dance pretty good. Maybe you're not good enough to be a professional, but you love to dance. What is that thing you want to do? That thing that you would do all day long, every day for free. Obviously, the things I would do all day, every day for free are stand-up comedy talking to people on my podcast and dating your sister. 
<laughs> just kidding. She pays me. <laughs> I can't fight all you people. I was just kidding about the third thing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> F y'all back to the story. But what is that thing you do? What would you do? What would you do? I know people that are in the arts, you know, and I've paid my bills with jokes and I bought stuff with jokes and I've taken care of business with jokes. Jokes has taken care of me for years. Mostly. There's been some bad years now. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. But I know people that sing. And like I said, they don't sing well enough to become professional. But I know people that are good enough to become professional, but they won't become stars probably. I know people that are in bands and people that are actors and people that are dancers, and that is what they do for a living. And they basically make nine to five money. They make the kind of money they would make if they were in an office. But ask yourself a question. What is that thing you want to do? Now, maybe you like your job, but in the back of your mind, there might be a thing you want to do. There's that guitar that you used to play in high school and college. And every once in a while, you sneak up there when no one's around. You plug it into the amp. Right? You start playing. Your fingers start hurting, but it's worth it. Right? And you realize you still play pretty good. You still sound pretty good. You still remember the notes. You remember where to put your hands, your fingers. You know what to do. And nobody knows you play. Because you're playing for you. You don't necessarily need anyone to know. You're happy just sitting there on a chair with earphones on playing songs that you used to play. And those two songs you wrote in college. And it sounds pretty good, doesn't it? But you don't want anyone to know about it because you don't want to hear any judgment. You don't want anybody to talk about, oh, hey, that's pretty good. You don't want them to go, hey, that's pretty good. But in their face, their face is going, uh, that is not pretty good. <laughs> right? You put the guitar back after about 25 minutes of playing because you know your family's coming home. You got home a little earlier. Your wife's coming home with the kids. Right? And you don't want to hear any stories. But, hey, Dad, how come you don't? Yeah, you're pretty good. Why don't you keep playing? Hey, honey, you got to get the guitar back up again. Are you going to? You don't want the pressure. You go downstairs. You're having a great time with your family. You're playing with the kids. You're hugging the kids. You're playing with the kids. You're talking with your wife. You're having a good time with your wife. You're enjoying your wife. You slob your wife down. Right? You say something nice to her. You go, the kids go to sleep. <laughs> and she goes, hey, definitely. I mean, it's been two days when the kids go to sleep. Definitely. <laughs> right? You're sitting on the couch. The kids are laughing and joking, having a great time. You kiss the kids in the forehead, glad, glad, right? Hey, dad, <laughs> right? Your wife looks at you. You look at her. You're having a great time, and your fingers are still hurting from playing the guitar for that long. They're a little sore, but the pain isn't too bad because the pain reminds you that you were playing that guitar upstairs and you loved it. You may even have a friend that became a big deal. You haven't seen him since college or high school, but he's a big deal. He's a rock star or he's in a rock band or he's doing something with music. And at the time, you were better than he was, noticeably better than he was. 
He will even say that you were noticeably better. In fact, that you kept playing, you might have been way better than him. Right. In fact, if you play for six weeks in a row, if we play for six months every day, you might still be better than them. Who knows? Probably not. Let's keep it real. But you know what I'm saying? And you guys were right there neck and neck, but he's gone on to be platinum five times. Right. He sold his first five albums, went platinum. Right. And you're doing good at your sales job. You know, you're making a good living. You're making a good enough living where your your wife could, you know, she's like, you know, I just want to stay home and, and and do the traditional thing. And you're like, yeah, anyway, you could be less traditional. And then she laughs. <laughs> no, I don't want anybody raising our kids. Or maybe she's working outside the home because I consider raising the kids a job. Trust me, it's hard. Right? But in the back of your mind, you're thinking about the millions that this guy's making. And the thousands and thousands. You're doing good, but not as good as him. He makes more in one night than you make in five years. Ugh. And I was better than him. Man. In fact, I'm all, I, I played 75% as good as he does. And I, only played, I haven't played that guitar in 11 years. Imagine if I had kept playing. Uh, imagine if I started playing now. Huh. When you ask yourself a question, well, I can't quit my job. I mean, I got family to feed and take care of. I can't do that. <sighs> and in the back of your mind, you're going, man, man, man. I know that feeling. And at 17 years old, even at 17, back in 1986, I went, oh, I'm not going to be one of those guys that when I'm a middle-aged guy going, oh, I wish I had picked up the mic. Oh, I walk on the stage, we're back in 1986, by the way, and I had the little jokes that I had written, and I was proud of my little jokes. In fact, I had annoyed my relatives with those stupid jokes I had in that notepad. And I remember finding those jokes about 15 years ago. <laughs> right at this, not By this time, I had been a professional for years. I had lived in California. I had been on national television. I had been on big radio shows. I had done all sorts of things. I'd run my own things. I mean, I had done a whole lot of stuff, right? So I go, oh, man, and I found my original joke book with the jokes, the first jokes I ever wrote to go on stage. I found it. It was in this old yellow book, and I opened it up, and I recognized my 17-year-old handwriting, and I read those jokes, and oh, ooh, ee, sock. I mean, I mean, I mean, like you could tell that the person who wrote the jokes was funny. I mean, some of the concepts were pretty good. And a couple of those jokes were pretty good for someone who had never actually been on stage for the first time at that point. But ew. then I look at jokes that I do now. This is me talking about during that time period where I'm getting standing ovations and applause breaks and stuff. And then I look back at those jokes. I. <laughs> We're going to go back to 1986 for a moment. Standing on stage, I got five minutes at the Comedy Works down in Philadelphia. Doing my jokes. And they're going pretty good. Right? Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. <laughs> You're pretty good, kid. 
Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, and you get all the laughs. Thank you, good night. Yay! And they applaud, right? And you walk off the stage. You hadn't made any money. It actually cost me money because I had to catch the bus to get down there. I had to catch the bus to get back. And I had to get back into the house because at my age, technically, I am now past curfew. I'm not old enough to be out this time of night. But it was a good ride home on the subway. Wasn't a long ride home, but it was a good ride home because I wrote some ideas down in a notepad in January, a few days earlier in 1986. And I stood on the stage and I told those jokes to some people who didn't know me. And they saw a 17 year old who looked like he was 15 <laughs> standing on the stage with ideas that he wrote a few days earlier. They listened. They laughed. They clapped. And because of the love that that audience showed me on that day. It's still something that I do. I do it a lot more on this microphone that you're listening to me on now than than on stage. And I'll be going on stage again soon, obviously, because I have uh, that COVID kind of messed my comeback up. <laughs> right. But that's one of those things that you don't forget. The moment you do that thing you've always wanted to do. Now, if I was not able to make a living telling jokes to people, it was just something I did oh, on the weekends only, you know, maybe because I have friends that work regular gigs, regular jobs. You know, they were cops and people who work for, you know, exterminators and plumbers and, you know, people that work just regular jobs. Right. Bus drivers and a few doctors, actually, <laughs> who do stand up when they can, which is hilarious. I said, should he be like you know, standing over some dude, cracking his chest open and fix, fixing his ventricles or something? You know, that's <laughs> like, don't you have enough to do? Get the, get your dumb ass back into the operating room, right? <laughs> right. But the thing is, I have a lot of respect for those people because a lot of those people who have those jobs, they have regular jobs. When it comes time to do stand up, they have no aspiration to be big stars. They literally love they either love their job or they're really good at their job. And it, it's a profession that they're good at and it pays the bills and they're cool with it. They're, they're, they're happy, but they love doing stand up comedy or they love to sing or they love to do woodwork or they love to play basketball. They have this thing they love to do and their job essentially is to pay the bills and to pay for that thing that they love to do. But even if that thing that you love to do is not something that you can make a living at, you should still do it. I'm very, very lucky that I get to do the thing that I love to do. I shouldn't say thing, the things that I love to do. Like I said, stand up comedy, which I'll be going back to soon. This podcast and of course, dating your sister. I mean, I mean, no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't even know you have a sister who's going to be here in a few minutes so i have to end this podcast just kidding <laughs> she's already here <laughs> i'm just kidding i don't want to fight all you people <laughs> moving on f y'all back to the story but if there's something that you love to do man just take advice from the 17 year old version of me 
and step on that metaphorical stage and do that thing, even if it's not something that you're going to make a living at, because it's always going to bother you that you didn't at least get to enjoy the activity. Right. It's going to keep nagging at you. But here's the bad part. It'll keep nagging at you for a while. And then very, very slowly, the nagging to do that thing will stop. Because the nagging is nothing nothing more than a reminder that there's this thing inside you that you should be expressing yourself and you should be doing it. But after you ignore the nags enough, they stop. And you're not reminded of why you have this little dull emotional ache. You know you should be doing something, but you don't really remember what it is. And you're supposed to be painting. You're supposed to be playing the guitar. You're supposed to be dancing. You're supposed to be woodworking. You're supposed to be playing golf. You're supposed to be in the yard. That thing that you just stopped doing because you stopped listening to that little nag that's telling you there's a part of you as a human being that should be expressing yourself in that way that you know you should be. So don't ignore that nag. I was lucky enough at 17 years old to not ignore that nag and I'm blessed to be able to do the things that I'm doing right now. But I'd be more blessed if you bastards would hurry up and make me famous, damn it, because I can be rich and date really hot women and drive around flexing on people. The hell's wrong with you people? I have to get women now with my personality and cute looks. I want to just be one of them big stars while hot babes follow me around begging me to get it on with them. Now I have to actually get women based on my actual personality. Now, do I have any problems doing that? No, but I'd much rather have hot women throw themselves at me. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Speaking of hot women throwing themselves at me, I see your sister's car pulling up out front. I mean, no, I don't. <laughs> I'll be with you in a minute. I'm, I'm going to finish up this podcast and we can. I mean, I'm, I'm just kidding. She's not here. <laughs> they might be able to hear you. <laughs> don't judge me. Shut up, punks. <laughs> in all seriousness, my friends, don't ignore that nag. If you, Even if you can't, like I said, even if you can't make a living at that thing, even if you're just doing it as a hobby. You know, sitting in the garage, playing that guitar for, you know, an hour on a Saturday. Maybe going to the park with your boys and playing some hoops. Maybe it's carving that chair. Whatever it is, man. Hell, it could be just something simple as reading a reading a couple of chapters of a book you always wanted to finish because you love reading. Whatever that thing is, make sure you do it. Right? And I wanted to, and I was reminded to talk to you about that because this is January 8th, 2023, 37 years old, 37 years ago on this day, I joked for the first time, but I want you at some point in the future to be able to go, this is whatever, whatever day. And on this day, I insert that thing you love to do, whether it's something you do for a living or not. Okay. So I want you to do me a favor. One, define what that thing is for yourself and do it and enjoy it. And now I'm going to be selfish. If you're not subscribed to this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, damn it. I mean, please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't. 
And please rate and review this podcast if you haven't. And tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to this crap. I mean, this podcast. <laughs> okay? Because I would appreciate it. Because if you love this podcast, help me spread the word, okay? So I'm going to say thank you for those that are listening and to those in the future that are listening. To those that have subscribed, thank you. Those that are about to subscribe, thank you. And tomorrow, I'm going to be saying thank you for your sis- to your sister because she's now in my kitchen cooking for me. And we'll be cooking later. <laughs> That's a reference to sex <laughs> that I stole from Jack Tripper from Three's Company. <laughs> okay, your sister's not really here. And when I say that, I'm saying that because I'm facing away from the kitchen. The kitchen's behind me. I can't really see it right now. I turned my chair just so I wouldn't be looking at her. She's now rubbing my shoulders. And I got kissed on the forehead. And she gave you the middle finger and laughed. She's just kidding. She doesn't really mean the middle finger she gave you. She just did that as a joke, even though she's not really here. Your sister is definitely not here. <laughs> Hold on. I'll be with you in a minute, honey. Let me just get rid of these people and we could do it. <laughs> Moving on. So I will see you guys next time. And I'm going to see your sister in about 15 seconds when this podcast ends. I mean, she's not really here. <clears throat> Be with you in a minute, honey. F y'all. <laughs> Much love to you all, my friends. Take care. See you next time.